Hope you're blessed today. Thanks for joining with me. We're going to get in the Word and just be encouraged in the Scripture. It's the first day of freedom. Uh, what a blessing it was to get home last night and spend time uh, uh, at the, the Passover and fellowshipping as a family. So if you're just joining, welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Um, we're just getting ready now. Hope you've had a blessed Pesach as we are still in the feast, the spring feast. It's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Hallelujah. Is anyone enjoying the matzah? Who's making their own matzah? That's what I want to get into in the next couple of days is to make uh, some of my own matzah. Right now, I'm just taking the normal matzah that you buy. Um, but um, it's awesome. You know, uh, people around here think we're kind of strange because Haley, she likes to eat matzah all year round. You know, we'd buy uh, matzah in the UK and we'd be eating it all the time. <laughs> Over here in Israel, it's like affliction. You know, you can't eat matzah. You know, who wants to eat matzah? We want to have some proper bread. And let me tell you something, the bread here in Israel is pretty good. Uh, it's non-GMO. It is good stuff. But uh, anyway, we do like to have matzah. I like to have it with peanut butter, a little bit of honey on there, or some jelly. It's pretty cool. All right, so, okay, I think I'm seeing... Uh, let's have a look. Let's make sure that I can get... Uh, the updates coming to me here. Isaiah, hey, good to see you, Isaiah. Uh, Melinda, good to see you in Florida, awesome. Who else have we got here? Yeah, Isaiah, Oklahoma, awesome, brother. Lisa, good to see you, welcome. In Canada, yeah, we've got Sheila in the Philippines. Hallelujah, bless you. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We are just going to get into the scriptures here. You know, um, I want us to really just press in and, and just really capture the importance of this time of unleavened bread. You know, we all get excited about coming up to Passover, to the, the Passover lamb. And it's exciting. Why? Because it's our Messiah. But what I love about unleavened bread is I love uh, the time before we come to Passover. We're preparing our homes. We're getting the leaven out of our house. We're, we're not eating the, the gorgeous bread that we love to eat uh, from time to time. I don't eat it every day, but uh, when I was in America, the only place I could eat is Panera bread. I just can't trust what food you can eat when you're traveling, uh, when you're on the road. It's not when you've, when you've got time to stop. Obviously, you can find decent restaurants and good places to eat. But when you're on the road, it is so hard to find some good food, you know, in America. So I, I always put my GPS where Panera Bread is and I stop there. And bread is awesome. But uh, hi, Mary, good to see you in Florida. Welcome. Uh, bread is awesome. But, you know, when we come to the time of unleavened bread, uh, it's time for us to really start building up within our hearts of what the Father has been doing in our lives. We're getting all the leaven out of our homes. We're getting all that taken care of. Then we come to Passover. Then here we are entering into un 
leavened bread. We're denying ourselves of some good stuff to remember of what it means to come out of Egypt uh, that we have left in haste. But also it's a time for us to be equipped. It's a time for us to allow the scriptures to be established within our lives. And that's what I love about the times of the feasts is to get to that place where we are delving into the word. Yes, we're delving into the word all year round. That's true. But this is an appointed time with Yehovah. This is feast time. This is when he says, come aside with me. I expect an outpouring of the Spirit and to receive words from heaven that will bring transformation. Karen, welcome uh, from California. Glad you're with us tonight. Um, you know, so I'm just going to share some scriptures. I just felt really to go through the sower. We mentioned this a number of weeks ago when I was on the road. Uh, we shared a bit from this scripture. And then I want to uh, just uh, get into a few scriptures to encourage us not to waste this time, but to make sure we are delving in and receiving uh, Rima words, living words from heaven. That's what I want us to get hold of at this time. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We rejoice in the time of the feast. We rejoice that we can come together and lift up your name. And we ask you, Father, for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit tonight, that you will minister to us and strengthen us as we come around the Word. We know that your Word is truth and that we need to hide the Word within our hearts. So during un Unleavened Bread, Father, we ask you to teach us a new dimension of how to walk with you that you'll take us into uh, a greater experience of knowing you, knowing your voice uh, and knowing your ways. We worship you. So we thank you for the word. Bless it to our, our bodies as we partake. It's our food. Hallelujah. What did Yeshua say uh, when he was, where is that uh, scripture? Um, when he's dealing with the yeast and the leaven, I love what it says. He says, I have a food that you know nothing about. Anyway, we'll come to that if we do. But anyway, let's read from Matthew chapter 13. Hallelujah. The same day Yeshua went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat uh, in it. While the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying... A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. Verse 6, But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and withered because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell among good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty and thirty times. What was sown? He who has an ear, let him hear. If we get to the place where we see that, uh, you know, the, the preparation of the heart is such a vital part on how we are receiving the word. And the, the heart of, of what I feel the Father is saying for us to share tonight is 
Is our hearts being ploughed and prepared for him? Are we preparing the ground to receive the word of Yehovah? Why? Because it's a promise. It's it's basically saying that uh, that when the seed falls on good ground, it's going to produce 30, 60 or 100 times what was sown. Let him who has an ear hear. Now, I want to move on to what uh, Yeshua says when he starts breaking this down. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Hallelujah. That's Isaiah uh, chapter 6. Verse 16. But blessed are your uh, eyes because they see and your ears because you hear hallelujah for i tell you the truth many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it listen then to what the parable of the sore means when anyone hears the message about the kingdom. And this is why we've got to understand the gospel message that we should be proclaiming is the gospel message of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We release the gospel message of the kingdom. Woe to us if we go around with the just say the prayer after me Jesus message. You know, it's so foreign. You know, Billy Graham, D.L. Moody, Billy Sunday, they were the first free people that proclaimed this gospel of lift your hand, say a prayer, now you're saved. But we're called to preach the gospel of the kingdom. When we minister the gospel of the kingdom, it will bring us to a place of understanding. When you come to the place of understanding, you can enter into a realm so you can receive the fruitfulness of what it truly means to walk in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So it's the gospel of the kingdom. It's, uh, what was the word? Uh, the message about the kingdom. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see where we are at. What verse are we at? Oh, sometimes you just want to interrupt what's going on because you get so excited about what's happening here. Okay, so we're in verse uh, 19, second part. Um, let's just read it from the beginning of verse 19. Uh, verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed uh, sown along the path. Who's coming? The evil one. Those who are meditating 
on the wrong things. What's the enemy trying to do? He's trying to steal the, the, the word of God from your mind, the battle that's going on within your mind. The enemy's planting thoughts in your mind to get you to uh, abandon the words of God that are being spoken over your life. The evil one's coming to do what? He's coming to snatch it away. Why? They don't understand. They don't understand it. They're not getting a hold of it. We've got to move into a greater understanding to take hold of the word within this day. Hallelujah. Verse 20. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Hallelujah. That's a great word. Yep. But since he, does, since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. Interesting word about the root there. I just want to read, um, you know, because here we are in the feast. I just want to read from Romans chapter 11 and just bring out the verse in verse 16. If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Hallelujah. If the root is holy, so are the branches. What is the root that it talks about in Romans chapter 11? It's the Abrahamic covenant. It's the foundation of the gospel message of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So the one who receives the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, it lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. This is what happens to many people who wake up to the revelation of how important it is for every single believer to be walking in the feasts. Then someone comes along and says, oh, you know, you're a Christian, don't worry. You know, you, we do Christmas and Easter, we're not called to do the feast. The Old Testament is done away with. That is not what Yeshua taught. And I shared uh, the scripture from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 last night. I can't remember what the verse is, but um, maybe it'll just uh, come to me. I think it's maybe round about... Round about uh, verse 20. But Messiah has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as Adam, uh, for as in Adam all die, so in Messiah all will be made alive, but each in his own turn. Messiah is the first fruits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We worship you. So when persecution comes and when trouble comes, you know, when people say, well, you know, you don't have to follow the feast. You don't have to follow the feast. We don't have to walk in those uh, ways. We, we can just, uh, you know, get on with our life and, and live how we want to live. Okay. Verse 22, the one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. 
So what are we dealing with when we're dealing with the one in the farms? You've got one who is more concerned about your your own reputation here on earth. We're more concerned about wealth and about establishing uh, establishing ourselves than we are about walking in the kingdom. There's a cost to walking in the kingdom. There's a cost to walking in truth. The more truth the Father reveals to you, the greater the cost. And we are called to lay our lives down. Hallelujah. Wealth is going to choke it and it's going to make the word unfruitful. Hear the word of the Lord. God's word that he speaks into your life is called and coming to bring you blessing, to bring you increase, to transform your world. The whole purpose of the Father is to bring you to a place of walking in his glory. Hallelujah. Okay, so we're in Matthew chapter 13. If you're just joining us, we're reading from verse 23. But the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Hallelujah. What I love about this is... The one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. We've got to get to the place where we know how to meditate on the scriptures. Don't just, uh, you know, receive the word, but meditate on it. So we're not just hearing it, but we're also understanding it. He'll produce a crop yielding a hundred. Why? Why does it say a hundred, sixty and thirty? Why is it a scale going down? Because of weather, is it? Because when you hear it and you understand it, you take a hold of it. But what's the enemy seeking to do? He wants to dilute you. But if you keep pursuing, if you meditate on the word day and night, even in the midst of the attacks of the enemy, your fruit will continue to grow. I proclaim victory in a hundredfold return. I want to see a hundredfold return for the kingdom. I want to see salvation, deliverance, and transformation within the hearts of many. If we go to Psalm 119, um, Psalm 119, verse 15. Let's just run there for a second as we speak uh, uh, some encouraging words just to focus on the importance of meditating on the Word and studying the Word at this time during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It says in verse 15, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in, uh, in your decrees. I will not neglect your Word. Hallelujah. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. You know, we want to get to the place where we are thirsting for him and understanding that his word will cleanse us. His word will bring transformation into our lives. We want to delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. What is it saying? That we will see an increase of understanding in the word. And we've got to get to the place where we have a heavenly perspective over everything that we do within our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope my nose is not going to start tonight like last night. God, that was terrible. 
Okay, Hebrews chapter 4. Hallelujah. Book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. I've been taking all my stuff for allergies. I can't wait till after the feast I'll go into a 21-day detox and that'll be the end of all of this allergy type stuff. Dealing with unbelief, we have to overcome and not be stuck in unbelief. Verse 11, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall by following their example of disobedience. For the word of Elohim is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. That's a scripture I love. For the word of God is living. It's active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. We need the word of God to break into our lives because that's your key for transformation. What are you facing? What are you going through? Are you applying the word of God for the breakthrough? Over this coronavirus, we apply the word of God. Psalm 91 I shared yesterday about the scriptures that I've put around the doorposts of my house to proclaim protection in Yeshua's name. That Yeshua is the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. He is faithful. He is faithful. So, you know, what were we talking about last night? We're talking about uh, the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, and the importance of the armor. And uh, let's just turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 6 again. Hallelujah. Get my Bible working. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Elohim. Now, I want to get this message through to us during Unleavened Bread, during this preparation. Why were we getting everything out of our house before Passover? Because we wanted a clean environment for the feast to uh, take place. We wanted to prepare our homes for the feast so that it is an environment where we can hear from God. It's an environment where we can worship God. It's an environment that we want to be clean so the Holy Spirit can manifest within our lives. Now, what are we asking for? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We want to be equipped with spiritual weapons to deal with the, the, the devil's schemes to overcome the attacks of the enemy. So I just want to encourage you to get to that place where we rise up and we proclaim the victory in Messiah. If you go to the book of Proverbs, hallelujah, Proverbs chapter 4, um, hallelujah, Proverbs chapter 4, and I've got notes here, uh, verse 10. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. 
when you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Hallelujah. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom. I lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Hallelujah. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. Why are we dealing with so many challenges? I really believe because we need to see the unity of the Holy Spirit manifest within our lives. We have so many believers trying to shoot down other believers, never mind what the devil's doing within uh, the, the, you know, the, the spiritual realm to attack believers of the faith. But we recognize that there's so many things happening around us. But that's why we've got to hide in the Word. And that's why it's important that we're not shaken with what's going on around us. We're not moved by what's happening around us. So even though we can have attacks and, uh, you know, uh, we can have all sorts of assignments that the enemy is setting up to break you down, but we can turn those things around for the good for the kingdom. That's what we seek to do. We seek to turn them around. Why? My attitude is not going to change, even in the midst of persecution. I am not going to give up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak to my heart to be strong. I'm not going to be down cast hallelujah but we lift up his name second timothy chapter 3 if you'd like to turn there verse uh, 16 it says this all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness it's used for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of Elohim may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is what I see the importance of in Unleavened Bread, that we get equipped with every good work, that we receive the Word, that we are empowered in the Word, that we are strengthened in the Word. Hallelujah! What an amazing day we are in. Hallelujah! Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. It says, uh, let's go there, 2, 15, uh, 14. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before Elohim against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. You know, what's important about this portion of Scripture is if you're spending all your time quarreling over words, well, what's the translation of this? How is this word meant to be said? Uh, what's the real name of Yeshua? How do you say Yahovah, Yahweh, Yahuwah, all these different uh, translations. But let's not spend all our time quarreling. If we're about the work of the kingdom and ministering to this generation and, and edifying each other up in the word, we're not going to get caught in all of this stuff. Verse 15. Why? Well, you know, look, we have to test the Word. We have to go through and study the Word. Yeah, that's important. But, you know, midrash, I call it 
rash in the middle, you know? When people just get around, we spend all the time arguing and, and going through the Scripture, just trying to work it all out. Yes, we need to work out the Scripture, but if that's all you do every time you meet together, you're just going to be a bunch of boring people that have uh, no environment that you can bring new believers into. Why would any person who's coming to faith in Messiah want to come and spend time in your group if all you do are just going over the portions and, and you know, just debating between each other what your views are and what your thoughts are. No, we need to be people who are edifying and building the body and yes, work things through, but let's not get to the place where we're quarreling about words. It has it is of no value. That's why I don't like to, majority of the time, get involved with groups that go through the Torah portions on Shabbat. You know, I, I just it just drives me crazy. Look, I want to study the Torah. I want to be in the Torah. But when I watch them following the traditions of rabbinical Judaism and referring to the Talmud and, and following what rabbis are saying who are not even believers in Messiah. Um, keep using Wi-Fi. Why is it coming off Wi-Fi? Okay, let's hopefully that'll keep working. Yeah, they're following people that don't even follow Yeshua. Listen, if they are not in Messiah, even if they've got good things to say, you know, enjoy your good things to say, but I'm not going to waste my Sabbath and waste my time with with the views of those who don't know the Mashiach. Hallelujah. Because he is our teacher. Rabbinical Judaism is setting up a whole system to take you away from who Yeshua is. It's an anti, um, uh, it's an anti-Messiah religion. It's not the foundation from the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's why we didn't subscribe to Messianic Judaism. No, we're not subscribe to stuff like that. That's not true. We are messianic, yes, in Messiah, and we're following his word in his ways. We're not called to relate to modern day Judaism. We're called to expose it. Do your best, verse 15, to present yourself to Elohim as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teachings will spread like gangrene among them. <laughs> uh, you know, the teachers will spread like gangrene. Yes, we've got to get to the place where we are preaching the truth. We're, we're getting out of godless chatter, but we're getting into the importance of what the word is saying. <clears throat> So during Unleavened Bread, I want to ask you, are you taking time to present yourself to Elohim as one approved? Father, I want to know your word. I want to study to serve you better, Yehovah. I want the glory of Yehovah to be manifest within our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The book of First Peter. Let's turn there. First Peter. First Peter chapter 3. Hope you're blessed and encouraged tonight. 
Yeah. Ch uh, chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts set apart the Messiah as Elohim, the Messiah as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior uh, in Messiah may be ashamed of their slander. It is better if it is Elohim's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Hallelujah. We talked about the Judas kiss. We talked about uh, what happened to me, you know, 16 years ago and people just coming against us and stuff. But we are called to have a good heart in the midst of all of it. When, when men are accusing you, falsely accusing you and trying to break you down and speaking all sorts of evil against you, they are speaking against God himself. If you are walking in the ways of God and proclaiming his truth and loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, and you are pursuing him and you're ministering his word, and then you have people coming out slandering and trying to break you down, this is the answer. Keep a clear conscience. Don't, don't get caught up in all of the trash that the enemy is trying to throw at you. You ever heard the story about the donkey that fell into a big hole and the owner of the donkey is like, I hate that donkey anyway. And he thought, all I'm going to do, I'm just going to throw my trash on top of that donkey because I want him dead anyway. But that donkey was a stubborn old donkey. And every time the trash got thrown into the hole on top of the donkey, he shook it off and he trampled on it until all the trash was coming in. All the trash is coming, he shook it off. He shook it off and he trampled on it. Before he knew it, the donkey's coming up and up and up and up and up. And then eventually he walks into freedom. Hallelujah. How do you react when people are throwing trash all over you? Are you going to shake it off, trample on it, preach the gospel, minister his truth? Then this is the scripture for you. First Peter chapter 3 verse 15 uh, to 17. So enjoy that scripture because we need to be found in the word. And uh, the other scripture we read the other day I just want to declare is from Matthew chapter 4 where it's talking about what we are eating. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 it says, and this is Yeshua responding to Hasatan, it is written man does not live on bread alone. So we're in unleavened bread. It's okay to have a season when we don't have bread because man doesn't live on bread alone but in every word that comes forth from the mouth of Elohim. So my proclamation and declaration today is that we will have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, that we will have a heart of understanding that we will pursue him to receive the words directly from Elohim. This is a day for you and I to walk in the living word. Yes, we have the written word, but as we read the word, let it come alive to your being so that you can function and operate in the word. To do what? For what purpose? To produce fruit. If you will devote yourself to the study of the word, to the teaching of the word, to the proclaiming of the word, you will see 160 or 30 times return. 
you know, so we don't peddle the gospel. Uh, we, we don't peddle the gospel for money for our own ends. No. What do we do? We say thank you for the increase in every aspect of our life. Blessings in our family, blessings in our relationships, blessings in the fellowship we have with others, the friendships that the Father has for us. We speak blessing over those things, that the Father will bring us out of isolation into a place where we are walking with others for the victory of Yehovah, for, the, for His name's sake, that His glory may be revealed. Blessing that we can minister to the brokenhearted and actually have something to say of impartation from the Father that brings supernatural deliverance to those individuals. What a God we serve. Right now, over these days, we're in preparation to see how the Father can use our property to minister uh, to those that are experiencing domestic violence. So stand in the gap, pray with us at this time, because we're going to step out there and we're going to reach out and minister. It's time to minister Yeshua to those in need. You know, let's find out where the needs are and how do we meet them. So we declare the blessings for what purpose? To minister to the brokenhearted. I can't wait to see the testimonies. I'm waiting for the welfare office to get back and confirm that they will release people to us that are in need because they're the ones that get the 911 calls. They're the ones that get the 999 calls or the 100 calls here in Israel. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is the food that we need, that we just don't need bread, but we also need your word to be established in our hearts. Isaiah chapter 55. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 55. It's 20 past three in the morning here in Israel. I tell you, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Last night I was needing to get to sleep at 2 a.m. and here I am at 20 past three in the morning. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish that what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The Father wants you and I to get to a place where we are living in the victory of, excuse me, we're living in the victory of Yehovah, that we lack no good thing. The book of Romans, chapter 12, you know, one of my life-transforming scripture. I have never been the same since I understood this portion of scripture. It literally, radically changed my life. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice, not dead. No, we're alive. We're saying, Father, we yield to you. We submit our lives to you. We worship you. We make a choice. I'm not going to spend time working towards 
the patterns and the systems of this world. Why? I'm renewing my mind. I want to be filled with the Word. I want to partake in the Word so it becomes such a part of me that my mouth will just overflow with the glory and the goodness of God all the time. Hallelujah. That's how I want to walk. That's how I want to live. Is that, is that where you want to be today? Do you want to be encouraged in the Spirit, strengthened in the Spirit? Then how are we pressing in? What is the Father saying to us? I've asked you to send emails to me. I've asked you to send messages on revelation of what the Father is revealing to you. I've got some messages coming in. It's great to hear testimony and I will write back to you um, because it's such a blessing to hear what the Father is doing in your heart. What's the Father saying to you as we're doing these devotions each day, as we're encouraging each other every day? What's the Father saying to you? Write it down. Share it with others. I'd love to hear what the Father is speaking in your heart so we can stand with you and see the victory because we're going to see incredible testimonies. Are we all praying that the Father gives us anointing to lay hands on the sick so they shall recover? Are we praying that we have the ability to have signs and wonders and miracles functioning through our lives? Are we praying for words of wisdom? Are we praying for the entire gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of tongues and the gifts of interpretation? Are we praying for these things, interpreting tongues? These things are important. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We honor you for your word. I'm just going to lead, read one scripture in closing in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 3. Thank you, Father. We worship you for your word. It says in verse 16, Let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to Elohim. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Yeshua, giving thanks to Elohim the Father through him. Hallelujah. Let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly. Let's be blessed and encouraged today during this feast time. Let the word of Yehovah dwell in you richly. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged by the word tonight as we are just pressing in to the importance of what it really means to study the word of Yehovah, to, to delve in, to hear from heaven so that we know that the greatest treasure we can have is a heart that is prepared to receive the word so that when we receive the word, we receive it and we understand it because we are of the kingdom. If you are not born again of the Spirit, you're watching right now and you're thinking, every time I go to the Scriptures, I can't work it out, then I just want to encourage you, repent and turn to Yeshua. Accept Yeshua as your Messiah and delve into the Word and let the Father minister to you and bring His truth. Because He is the Passover Lamb. 
He has paid the price for us. And on first fruits on Sunday, this coming Sunday, Saturday night into Sunday, what are we looking at? We're looking at first fruits because it is the resurrection of Messiah. It's the day we celebrate his resurrection. Okay, so anyway, just a short one tonight. Well, maybe it's not too short, uh, but uh, just wanted to get on here, share a little, be an encouragement to you. If, if the Father's been speaking to you about studying, if he's given you some key things on how to study, please share it with me. Always open to new ideas. One of my keys is I want to find that place where I pull myself aside. Where is that chair that you like to sit on? Where's that room that you like to go to where you can delve in and be still before Yahovah? That's the key to growing in Him, is knowing that we have a place where we can just be still before Him. I know that's not easy in the midst of a lockdown, especially if you've got lots of children in a busy house and you're all stuck in the house right now. I understand that. But if we can find a place of the shalom, of the peace to listen, you know, you can get your headphones on. The whole room can be going crazy. You've got your headphones on. You're listening to the word and just receiving from him. He is awesome. So I pray protection over you today. The peace of Yehovah over your lives. We come against the coronavirus right now and we say get off of our families, get off of our lives. We proclaim that we are in a place for this uh, uh, plague to pass over us. It's not going to affect us. And if it is affecting us in any ways, we speak forth your healing power in Yeshua's name. Thanks for watching. Go to bulldozeoffaith.com uh, if you're blessed and encouraged with our message. If you want to support the work that we do, especially with what's unfolding right now. Listen, if you're in a place where you're financially pressed because of this crisis, I'm not asking you to give. But if you're in a place where the Father has blessed you, even in the midst of all of this, if you want to plant good seed, Plant it into our ministry as we reach out to the lost and the brokenhearted during this crisis. We need support to do that. Go to bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give or you see the give tab if you just do bulldozeoffaith.com. Hope you're blessed and encouraged. Look forward to fellowshipping with you again tomorrow. And uh, please send me your testimonies and feedback. I haven't got the... Uh, I haven't had the comments up tonight, so I've not really been seeing the comments. Um, do we have any prayer requests? I'm just looking back. Hey, Russell, good to see you in the UK. You're up late too, eh? Okay. Janine, good to see you. Melinda, yep. Hallelujah. Okay, listen, if you've got prayer requests... I just want to encourage you, uh, send them in. Let's have a look here. So we can stand in the gap with you. Russell's saying something about getting a drink. Where did that go? It just disappeared. <laughs> I'm taking lemon. I saw lemon there. Yeah, I'm taking that. And I'm also taking different drops in ginger. Um... Honey, it's good to get rid of cold. I haven't got a cold. It's just these allergies. Anyway, thanks for standing in the gap. 
Hallelujah. All right. So I'll go back and go through the messages and I'll check my inbox as well. Just uh, send me messages. It's a joy to stand with you. It's a joy that we have people from Australia. Uh, we have people in the UK, Canada, US, uh, different parts of the world. Isn't it awesome? And Israel. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thanks for watching. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Uh, unleavened bread. Hallelujah.